You're now listening to the show highlights from the Matt and Jerry Show on Radio Hodaki from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays. Thanks to our mates at Dulux. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show for another week. Jerry is not here today for some mysterious reason. Feel free to speculate on why Jerry wouldn't turn up to his job on 3483. Treasure Island? Yeah, who knows? Mm. Yeah, speculate. It's just me and Stager, actually, because Mash is away too, but we've got lots of great stuff on the show. We've got Rob Rob Bryden, the uh, famous Welsh comedian. You'll know him from Where I, uh, What I Lied to You, the trip series with Stu, Steve Coogan. He's on the show. We've got Jesse Chuk, who's freaking out that he's going to look like a dick on Celebrity Treasure Island. Oh, we've also got What's in Daddy's Coffee coming up. The Matt and Jerry Show. What's in Daddy's Coffee. Yeah, in the segment where we uh, try and find something that you may have missed. Putting in your coffee in New Zealand, there's a lot of people drinking a lot of coffee, but not a lot of them are putting in mayonnaise into their coffee in the morning. That's a, probably a good thing because uh, that's the worst thing we've put into our coffee so far. Today, in this under pressure segment, mm. we're putting um, a, a little a little thing that I am. Um, a little, a little, a little product of mine that I've been promoting, Daddy's Dilly. Dilly. Yeah, Daddy's Dilly. I thought I'd try that. It's a, it's a pick a lily that I made over the break. Um, we've got heaps of them. It doesn't seem to be shifting. This Daddy's Dilly. Yeah, it actually, it had a, it had a hard launch, and then yeah. we only had about three people actually interested. Right. Okay. Mm. Well, if you're interested in Daddy's Dilly, then we've probably got some that we can give away to you. Um, 0800 Hodaki, 0800-428-75, My own brand of Piccadilly. Um, and if you did get it, you could try putting it in your coffee like I'm going to now. Will it be more enjoyable in a cup of coffee than Export Gold, which is number one, the Golden Pony? Put that in there a few weeks ago. I spat my mint gum in my coffee. That was good. Pickle juice was good. Butter was good. Marmalade was good. Peanut butter was good. Hummus was average. Toffee Pops was average. But what will Piccadilly be? It feels wrong. It feels wrong putting this in here. You would have made that about two months ago, that batch. Yeah, but it's packed with preservatives. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. It's in the coffee. The pickle lily's in here. When Jerry's here, he plays a little bit of light jazz yeah, in, the, so, in the background there, so, Anastasia. Um, oh, so this, we must say that Mash is away as well. Yeah, so we're, Mash is away. We're running a skeleton crew. It's an under pressure segment. Uh, <laughs> running look, a skeleton crew. I can't find the jazz. It's going to play some rogue jazz. Oh, my God. No. I'm not sure. Putting piccalilli in your coffee. It's not bad. You think? It's not bad. Mm, I don't know about that. Mm. That is, Daddy's Dilly is going in under pickle juice. And so I guess that's kind of two pickles yeah, in a row. That's, that's Daddy's, a double up. Daddy's Dilly is going in the a list at number four. Fantastic. So if you could try it this morning, if you've got a bit of... Piccalilli, obviously it's not going to be the really good stuff like Daddy's, like Daddy's Dilly. But um, whatever Piccalilli you've got in the uh, in the fridge, jeez. Half it in your coffee, that's not bad. That's not a bad option. The Matt and Jerry Show. The wonderful world of number three jewellery. Oh my goodness, this story. Everyone that's listening, put your fingers in your ears. Oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know that people are now turning number threes into wearable pieces. So next time you produce some, consider upcycling instead of wasting it. Jeweler and sculptor Amanda Booth crafts intricate pieces out of 
number three sample sent to her workshop by clients, which she dries and powders before moulding into trinkets. <laughs> oh, God. Booth half-jokingly floated the idea on Facebook and was met with serious online orders. People actually wanted the stuff all hardened up and turned into necklaces. Booth teamed up with her husband, Jesse Mulligan. It's Jesse Mulligan Jesse. from The Project. Jesse Mulligan from Jesse Radio New Mullen. Zealand. Oh, Jesse Mullen. No. Not Jesse Mulligan. No. Great New Zealand, Different Jesse Mulligan. Uh, to trial the process, working out she'd need at least a teaspoon of... Number three. Oh, to make it in the clay, to make it work. Oh, since she started her business in 2021, she sold no items. No, I don't know. It doesn't say how many she's had. Both has, Booth has also made wearable pieces out of cremation remains, locks of hair, and breast milk. I think she needs to settle down and just, uh, you know, use some more traditional substances for her jewelry. I don't want any of your jewelry at all. Amanda, both. I don't want any. I don't want any free samples. I don't want anything to do with it. It's disgusting. Oh. Oh, what a Celine Dion thing about. Oh. Oh. Oh, she likes it. Oh, that's interesting. The Matt and Jerry Show. Lane, what about those ABs, eh? What's going on? How can you be so rubbish in Chicha and so incredibly good in Hamilton? I'm so confused, Matt. I'm so confused. I've never been this confused since I was made to play nude leapfrog intermediate school. I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether I hate on Fuzzy. I don't know whether to make love to him with my eyes. I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do as an All Blacks fan. I just, it's yin and yang. I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it just business as usual? I mean, are we over-celebrating beating um, Argentina? Because we always beat Argentina, except for twice recently. For all of history, we smashed and smoked Argentina. Every now and then, they turn up with a decent scrum and rumble us a bit up front. But generally speaking, we're putting... We're putting 20, 25 on them. I mean, we did put 50 on them. But you know what I mean? Should we be that excited? I mean, it is Argentina, bless. Yes, we should be excited, Matt, after the heartbreak. Of all of heartbreak uh, over the last month or so, I've seen us get spanked by Ireland uh, and then by also by South Africa. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take a Dane Cole's runny bum uh, <laughs> niggly fight at the end. Just a niggle at the end with Pablo Manchev refusing to shake hands. Just a chat. Just a mongrel as uh, Mike Minogue would say, bit of backbone. There was a bit of backbone, isn't there? And there was a commitment to the basics as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Look, it was all about defence. It was all about their little uh, countering the rush defence. Old Kidwell, David Kidwell, in his debut coaching, beat the All Blacks. And he found out the hard way that you can't just do rush defence on the All Blacks the whole time. Little chip, chip kicks in behind. Yeah, the little chip kicks, a little bit more yep. kicking, a little bit more yep. kicking. Bit of champagne, yep. a bit more kicking, a bit of... A bit of argy bargy up front, a bit of right on day. You can't criticize some big hits from big um, D. Big Cleveland steamer. Big the old big D. D. The big old D. Speaking of big D's, speaking of big D's, I don't know if you watched the Warriors game, uh, their last game of the pre preseason mm. versus the fifteenth place Titans. Mm-hmm. Warriors are fourteenth, mm. leading twenty seven twelve. With nine minutes remaining, mm-hmm. no. I, I mean, look, this team is talented. This team is talented. <laughs> no team, you would look at that and go, no team can lose that from here. No team. But Warriors, they stepped up and they managed to lose it 27-26. Wow. Um, and had a bit of a moose. And unfortunately, we had a bit of a moose too. It was our, our drone that was dropping the Baconator 
uh, shat the bed um, at half time. Yeah, because so, what was going to happen is you were taking a Baconator up on a drone and yep. someone... Could, into the they, flight path, into they, the flight path of Auckland International Airport yep, and then and, dropping it. And uh, if someone caught it, it was going to be sort of a semi-world record. If someone caught it, then they'd win like a, a membership to the Warriors next season. Yep, and a year's fly Wendy's in the end. Ben Hurley uh, used his hefty right arm and just hiffed it into the uh, atmosphere and it came back down again. What the <laughs> hell happened? There you go, like laying into the wah-wahs for their performance and, <laughs> and yet you can't even hiff up a drone. You've got to get Ben Hurley to be chucking oh, a burger around. I know. Hey, let's end on a high, though. How about those bush picks over the deck collectors in the National Under-85 Finals? The curtain raiser down in the Tron. What a game. That it, was, if you saw that, that was a great game. That, was a, that was a hell of a great game, you and me watching that. Um, G-Lane over a cheese platter in Hawke's Bay. <laughs> a lot of crackers and not much cheese. That was the worst cheese platter I've ever had. Like, they obviously ran out of cheese, and what they tried to do, Matt Heath, is they tried to shock and awe us with crackers, because it came out, and we went, whoa, look at the cracker ratio. It's amazing. We totally missed it's out no the cheese. fact that they farted like a teaspoon of blue cheese a tiny bit of camembert, and then put some scrubbing around it, yeah. some carts, some kiwi fruit, and strawberries. They tried to shock us with out-of-season but strawberries. It but it didn't change anything around the fantastic victory from the Bush Peaks. Is it time to make rugby all under 85s? Because everyone's the same size. It's very confusing. Anyone can do anything. Everyone's a loose forward. It's, it's, it's a great game to watch, the under 85s. Yeah, it's a little bit of fat shaming going on that I discovered in under 85. But like, it's a great league. It's, it is fantastic. It's fast paced. It's almost it's almost grown up first fifteen rugby. Um, so it's, it is a great league, the fastest growing um, league in New Zealand. But yeah, there you go. And we've got a week and a half break. It's a Thursday Test match against the uh, Australians next Thursday, not this Thursday, a Thursday nighter. Yeah, all right. Um, a bit it. of a break. A bit of a break from um, All Blacks chat. The Matt and Jerry Show. You'll know Welsh comedian Rob Brydon from The Trip with Steve Coogan and Would I Lie to You and a million other super funny TV appearances and movie appearances on Friday. We talked to him about his upcoming New Zealand tour. Rob, Matt and Jerry here. How are you? Hey, good morning. Hello. Thanks for having me. Rob, you've been down to New Zealand before. What did you think Mm -hmm. the last time you were down here? She's a long way to come especially currently in the current climate. <laughs> Did you like us? See, I absolutely adored New Zealand. I mean, how can any, seriously, how can anybody not? I've just banged on and on <laughs> about it ever since. Fell in love with it. It's beautiful. I've said, I've said it's the most beautiful place in the world. I mean, what more can I do? Oh, that's good. We'll <laughs> oh. take that. We'll take that. Hey, you've got a few people in your band. Does it get, <laughs> does it get pretty rock and roll out there? Are there things happening on the tour that need to stay on tour? Are you going to rip New Zealand a new one when you're over here, <laughs> all nine of you? <laughs> I'm afraid not. The, the <laughs> most rock and roll it got on, on some of the, we wouldn't always travel together. I mean, we will when we're down under because the distances are so big. But when we were touring in Britain, if we were touring, say, in, in the north of England, then sometimes we'd be in this little kind of fancy mini coach. I don't want to say minibus because that creates the wrong impression. This was quite a fancy executive. It wasn't like kids take, being taken off to a soccer match. This was, you know, pretty nice. However, if after a show we were going from one northern town to another, let's say we had a two-hour drive, then we would have the Prosecco and the snacks, Ooh. and I got to choose the music. And what did you choose? What did you go for, generally? Oh, a relent- 
relentless carousel of Elvis, Bruce Springsteen and Barbara Streisand. Oh, lovely. Hey, what did you think of the Elvis movie, the Baz Luhrmann movie? I love, love, love it. I've yeah. seen it twice in the cinema and I was watching it only this evening because I don't know if you're aware, but in Britain it's a different time of day. And just marvelling at how Austin Butler captured yeah the mannerisms and if you know Elvis as much as I do I mean I could sit and examine Elvis it's fascinating where he's taken things that Elvis did in certain situations that they're not recreating in the film but but it's appropriate and he's and he's brought them into there it's quite stunning he should win some awards for this no one ever looked hotter in anything than Elvis Presley in the leather suit in the 1968 comeback special that's the best looking man that's ever Existed. Hey, speaking of impersonations, um, after the trip, you constantly I punished. You, I thought you were going to say, "Hey, I thought you were going to say, hey, speaking of great-looking men." <laughs> speaking of great-looking men, are you constantly <laughs> punished by Michael Caine impersonations in restaurants? <laughs> I I um I get asked to do it quite a bit, but um, no, I uh, you know we we did a thing with him. It's on YouTube. It was a few years ago now. They had a big evening here at the Royal Albert Hall celebrating him. And Steve and I did a little sketch at the beginning where we're up in one of the sort of seats at the side and the spotlight was on us. And uh, we arrive late and we make a big show of it. We're not sorry we're late, sorry we're late, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we sit down and we get into a conversation about how much we're looking forward to it. And before you know it, we start to do the voice and the both of us are doing it back and forth and arguing about who does the better voice. <laughs> and then what what is revealed is that Michael was sat behind us, <laughs> behind the program, and he, he lowers the thing and he stands up. Well, the the applause lasted an eternity. And then with with perfect timing, and why wouldn't he have perfect timing, he said, you're funny, men but you're out of shape. <laughs> a lot of comedians, Rob, come down here and then whack a bit of topical stuff in their routine that's <laughs> geographically applicable. Have you got your ear to the ground? Have you got some eyes on this country now? Have you got a Google search at least operating in your computer? I, I'm happy to say that my act works anywhere because <laughs> there's no topicality there's no locality you come and see the show and if you like the show it's great if you if you're hoping for some insight into new zealand you're not gonna find it <laughs> in my show you start other with than, other than me saying i just love the place um we last time i finished uh, this time i start the tour there then i go on to australia last time i finished it and then my my wife and my two youngest boys came out and we had a a big holiday, and we went round the South Island on a yes. in a camper van. Probably my favourite place was Lake Wanaka. Yes. Now, what is your feeling about Lake Wanaka? I thought there's a place I could live stress-free. Well, the thing that's happened here is, as New Zealanders, we love when famous people compliment our country, but I'm actually from that general area, so I'm getting a double blast of compliment here, not only my wider country, <laughs> but the area I'm from in uh, Otago. So uh, I'm feeling really, really uh, barred up and excited right now. <laughs> no, it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's a bit dull because all I can do is praise it. But, but honestly, guys, you, you are so lucky. I mean, it's a, 
got so much variety as well, you know, as you drive around. For yeah, someone well, like me, you know, as you approach, uh, as you approach uh, Milford Sound, it's like you're in the Alps. And then it's like you're in Scotland. Then it's almost as if you're in the home counties. There's such variety. Yeah, it was interesting because when I read your press release and it said, I'm looking forward to getting around your fine country next year and bringing some much-needed music and laughter, I sort of thought maybe you'd heard how grim things were down here and you needed to come and pick us up a little bit. No, that's just a press release. I mean, you struggled. You, let, let, let's be honest about this, boys. I probably had nothing to do with that press release. You struggled to have... We're holding you to it. We're holding you to that. The press release suggests, say, Rob has a show. He loves doing it. He hopes you enjoy it, too. It's as simple as that. But you've got to come up with some nonsense, haven't you? So um, I think almost every comedian's press release after the pandemic says something about how we all need to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Brydon, thank you so much for joining us on the Matt and Jerry Show. Looking forward to seeing you when you come down. Uh, my great pleasure. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, Rob Bowden will head to Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch with his new show in March 2023. Get your tickets at ticketmaster.co.nz. Up next, more on that Taylor Hawkins uh, concert in Wembley over the weekend. The Hodaki Breakfast Show Highlights. A lot of Foo Fighters songs now have added poignancy since uh, Taylor Hawkins passed and the Taylor Hawkins tribute happened over the weekend. Tonight... We've gathered here to celebrate the life, the music, and the love of our dear friend, our bandmate, our brother, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, it was quite an event, six hours long. Uh, on multiple occasions, Dave Grohl was singing through tears. There is remembered his best friend, Taylor Hawkins, died in March. It was at Wembley Stadium, it was rammed. You had Liam Gallagher there, Brian May from Queen performed. Noel Rogers did a fantastic version of uh, Let's Dance. Of course, the song he wrote with David Bowie. The Pretenders were there, Supergrass. And then the Foo Fighters did a pretty goddamn emotional performance. And it's the first time they've played together since Hawkins died in March. And, um, yeah, I mean, he died just before that world tour. And uh, following his death, the band cancelled everything until now. And on Father's Day, this was pretty brutal to watch. Hawkins' 16-year-old son, Shane, got on the skins and smashed out um, My Hero and what was probably one of the most emotionally charged things you can imagine. died at 50 you're 16 you kick ass on the drums actually but yeah that was that was quite something quite goddamn emotional especially on a father day uh, father's day and the the band opened with times like these during which uh, Grohl uh, struggled to sing he was uh, as you underst- understandably shaken and teary as his voice cracked Goddamn emotional R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. The Hodaki Breakfast Show Highlights. Now, across the weekend, of course, it was Father's Day, and boy, oh boy, my kids really pulled out the stops for me. I came home from Hawke's Bay, and where I'd been doing an ACC inappropriate quiz, and then I opened the door, went up the stairs, the sweet smell of a Sunday roast that they'd been cooking for me 
all day was um, there and I just thought, geez, I've got some great kids. I felt very, very blessed. And then I challenged them to the annual Heath Family Father's Day arm wrestling competition. Each year I challenged my kids on Father's Day. I'm unbeaten 13 years of the tournament. But will my six foot tall, 15 year old son who goes to the gym every day finally beat his old man? Let's find out. Okay, welcome to the annual Heath family. Can you beat dad at an arm wrestle challenge? Barry, you're up first. Let's go. Come on. Go, 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 go. I'm going to kick your ass. 13 years old. Well, Never really... won a single arm wrestle against me. Okay, three, two, one. Over. Ow. Get out. Oh. Useless. Charlie Heath, how old are you? Uh, 15. How often do you go to the gym? Uh, every day. Prepare <laughs> to have your ass whipped. Go. <laughs> Never beat me. Either of you will never be half the man I am. My arm looked big though. <laughs> Dad, yeah. how often do you go to the bar? <laughs> no. What? What? <laughs> you accusing me of drinking again? <laughs> Yeah, so a fantastic victory for me again. 13 years undefeated in the Heath Family Arm Wrestling Tournament. Great victory for me. They're literally kids. Yeah. Um, and also they don't know the little trick where you bring your arm right into your shoulder so your, your fist is millimetres away from the top of your shoulder and push it around. They don't know that. They're, they're going out with this long arm approach uh, and they'll never beat me until they, they work that one out. But, uh, yeah, bless, bless. And, look, um, happy Father's Day to everyone on Sunday. That's a that's a. That's a daddy. We're the best of we're the best of everyone. Thanks for listening to the Matt and Jerry Show highlights, brought to you by our mates at Dulux.